What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 63 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Sousa, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Grant El Primero Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Oh, wonderful, Phil. You know, El Primero means the first, like, you know, first place. Yeah. So, you're first place in my heart. Wonderful. Yeah. That's great, Phil. You know who's not first place in my heart? Our returning guest this week, Caitlin, the Sokovian fortune teller Youngsma. <laughs> Caitlin, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, Phil. <laughs> She's going to do some magic tricks. It's going to be, it won't necessarily come through in an audio podcast, but it's going to be pretty epic for those who can actually see what she's doing in the room. You know it. <laughs> uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Grant and I get together once a week and just look at Disney Plus and say, what should we watch this week? And we watch it and then we talk about it and we have a podcast that lets us do that. Pretty much. So uh, we're going to get into the topics for today here in a second. Uh, we're going to be talking about the latest episode of WandaVision. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're reviewing every episode of WandaVision, so this week is no exception. And we like to cover uh, either a newer movie or an older movie. This one's one of the newer ones we've done yep. uh, in a while, actually. It's a 2017 release. Um, Ferdinand's a, an old uh, uh, children's, children's book. book. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys... Uh, well, I guess we'll cover it when we get to it, but like, just I off right off the off the gate. Have you guys actually read the book? Yes. Okay. Yep. I I grew up with the book. Like that was one that like I think my, maybe my mom even read it to me like before I could read, uh, and we definitely had a copy of it growing up. So yeah, um, I read it again this afternoon just to like freshen up on it, and uh, I have some thoughts about how they made it into a movie, but we'll get there later. Um, but uh, before we do that, we'd like to get into news of the week. Uh, there were several Disney Plus stories this week. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to talk about anything else, uh, in addition to what I brought to the table, that's great. But uh, I think it's obvious what the biggest news of the week is. And that's the the whole Gina Carano thing. So if you if you haven't been following the news, um, and you know, aren't kind of finger on the pulse with Disney Plus like Grant and I are. Uh, we're constantly looking for stories. And this was big. Like, this blew up way beyond, like, just entertainment circles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune in the Mandalorian series, has been fired from, this, from the show. She is no longer on the show. Um, it is... We, I don't want to necessarily go into... I certainly don't want to repeat some of the things that she said because even though it's not offensive to me, I think it could be offensive to some of our listeners. But um, some of the stuff that she's been putting on Twitter, I think it's mainly Twitter or Instagram or something recently, uh, has basically been offensive enough and Mm -hmm. controversial enough that Disney was like, you're not welcome to be a paid actor with our service anymore. (laughs) And so they fired her. Uh, There is no more. uh, I I can't imagine that they would recast her. I think Cara Dune is just been written off the show yeah all of the shows basically 
I would assume that's probably the route they're going to go. Um, what do you What do you think? This is a, uh, you know, we kind of live in a cancel culture kind of kind yeah. of you know existence right now. But um, I mean, certainly in their rights to do this, like they can mm-hmm. fire at will, like yeah. whenever they need to. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where there's it's kind of one of those things where there's so many different stories out there of stuff that celebrities, athletes, actors, musicians, whatever they do is pretty much under a microscope. So it's not really a surprise that this came to light. And especially with what's going on currently in our country, it's really not a surprise that Disney would just show her the door either. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that she was kind of the quote unquote first one. I mean, we've talked about Johnny Depp mm. earlier in yeah. this podcast, but um, it, it's not really surprising that we're getting somebody that's being shown the door. Yeah. Yeah. I, you've seen this with other services, you know, Roseanne was another one, you know, of, of late and stuff like that. But like, um, I think it's, um, it's i think it's more you're more likely to see it with a company like disney like yep. I, I i think even though they disney has rated our movies and pg-13 movies and stuff like that they are primarily known as like the family network yeah and so when one of their you know actors that are primarily at least right now in the public consciousness associated with disney they're not going to put up with a lot um mm-hmm. and i don't know i know it's controversial to you know discuss like you know can you separate the the person from the art and um, you know what she says in her free time should be her own. Like she has freedom yeah. of speech. And it's like, yes, but at the same time, her freedom of speech isn't being, you yeah. know, attacked here. Like a company, she works for a company mm-hmm. and the company says, you're no longer are welcome to work here. So um, yeah, and I mean, she didn't have to go and post it. Yeah. I mean, if she would have just said it to like one of her friends, then sure. It probably would have been different. But. I, I I really could. I, I think Disney could care less about what your opinions are. Yeah. But if you, once you make them public, that's that's kind of a different thing. And like I, honestly, I don't really think Disney really cares if they have to show somebody the door. I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, even if it was like, um, Pablo Pascal. Yeah. Even if they had to show him the door, I don't really think Disney would think twice. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Because, I, I think they're going to be pretty hard on. Yeah, because I mean, it's their product, and I mean, they're they're the ones making the money, and I mean, I would say anybody's pretty much expendable. Yeah, I think there was maybe some other things that were going on as well, like in the background that we don't know about. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll read part of this article that I found, and who knows if this is true or not? It's kind of rumor, but it says the Hollywood Reporter quoted a source with knowledge of Lucasfilm's thinking, so an anonymous source. Uh, who said that Lucasfilm and Disney execs had been, quote, looking for a reason to fire Corona for two months, and today was the final straw. So I think she probably was doing some stuff that they didn't like already, and yeah. for a couple months they were like, do we keep her, do we not? And then once the comments came out on Twitter or whatever it was, they were like, okay, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, I think, you know, obviously from a fan standpoint, it's sad news. Like mm-hmm. I, we've said on this podcast, Grant and I both, I think, probably agree, like, she was one of the coolest characters on that show. Yeah. Like I, I really like, I'm going to legit miss Cara yeah. Dune. Um, she was awesome. And even though she played kind of a smaller role in season two, um, the episodes that she was on, she was awesome. And like, mm-hmm. I'll never forget her driving that, that, um, that vehicle down as they're like shooting tie yeah. fighters out of the sky. I'm like, 
man, I would, I would love to see more of this Marshall Dune, you yeah. know, that we got to see at the end of season two and it, you know, we're never going to see it. It's, yeah. it's never going to come to and, light. I so. mean, that's part of the reason why I'd say they're not going to recast is because it, I mean, her role kind of dwindled into season two. So, yeah, I mean, nobody's really going to miss it. And I mean, going forward into season three, it's going to be a lot about Mando anyways. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, even rumors about like her getting her own show, like yeah. the, like a Cara Dune show. Uh, so I'm sure they've canceled that. Like <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's gotten you know when they when they have all these plans and they still make the decision, like you said, they they really are serious about this stuff. Yeah. So um, I, hopefully we don't see more of that. I you know I, you would think that this would be a shot across the bow and and it would you know basically kind of warn others like hey, watch what you say, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I work for a company that, you know, is, is going to, you know, probably call me on the carpet if I say something really offensive too. like, I, if you haven't read what she said and you're, you don't mind being possibly offended or whatever, like, I mean, definitely look up what she said. Cause it's, it's, it's more than just like, I don't like this person or I don't like these kinds of people or whatever. It's like, it's like huge, like governmental type things. And so like, if I were saying those things with my workplace, like they may not <laughs> want to keep yeah. me hired either. So um, interesting. So yeah. So uh, R.I.P. Cara Dune. Um, yep. We we barely knew you. So uh, any other stories you guys want to cover? Or mm. I I mean that's the main one I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to affect Star Wars for for years to come. So I mean on the on the Facebook world they uh, released an article because apparently Gremlins is celebrating thirty years I think or oh, something yeah. like that. So there was a debate going on if gizmo's cuter or if grogu's cuter what do you guys think there's not even a question phil gizmo no (laughs) grogu (laughs) all right you hear you heard it here folks um yeah i i don't think there's much of a competition either yeah especially with how much kids love they had valentine balloons with him on it yeah no, I believe that. I, I went did. to I went to the grocery store the other day, Apple Market here in our town, and uh, they had Grogu cakes, like oh, nice. pre-made, like just walk up and buy it. So that's cool. Yeah, and you bought them all. Yes, I bought everyone, but mostly just because I like cake. <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's get into uh, our first topic for today: um, entertainment product that we watched, Wandavision. Um, this show continues to blow me away. Like mm-hmm. every episode is just like, there's, there's things that I, you're expecting to happen and they pay those off pretty well. I think there's a couple things that haven't happened and may not ever happen that, um, we'll talk about as we go along. But, uh, then there is stuff that happened in this episode that nobody was calling, like yeah. nobody was expecting. And, uh, that's awesome. Like I love that Marvel continues to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, biggest moments, let's just jump into I we don't have to go in order for anything. Okay. I, I don't even want to do that for Ferdinand. I just want to kind of talk about like our favorite moments and favorite uh reveals and stuff like that. So what what did you guys like from we got a ton of of uh Quicksilver Pietro yep. in this episode. So what would you guys find interesting? Well um my f- favorite scene by far was Wanda expanding Westview. Dude. What nope. That's what I was referring to. Like no one was calling that. Yeah. Was anyone predicting that they would ex- actually expand? I don't think so. The 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 hex it larger. Yeah. Like 
I, I, like they, they started doing that and Athena was like, no, they didn't. Yeah. That's nuts. I would say the one thing that I did call for the episode was that there would be more children in this mm-hmm. episode. We definitely got that. Yeah. Um, and um, I'd say the biggest question is, are the people in Westview actually alive? Ooh, that's a good one. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. There, one of the characters, uh, is it Hayward? One of the characters, no, is it, I think it's Darcy, says like, um, those people aren't even moving. Are they yeah. even alive? And I thought, I was like, well, yeah, of course they're alive. But like, I don't know, maybe not. And then Agnes asks Vision if she's alive. Oh, yeah. I, I totally forgot about that one. So, I mean, that's a, I'd say that's one of the bigger questions. Okay, so let's let's say you answer that question with yes, they're they're dead. Um, what the next question is, who killed them? Like, is it? it it's inferred that Wanda killed all these yep. people, um, and then basically resurrected them mm-hmm. to do whatever her bidding is. Yeah, I think the only thing that that well, I don't know. I don't know that this necessarily goes against what you just said, but like in the previous episode, we had that one guy that like you know got the zap thing mm-hmm. to his brain and like snapped out of it, and then he's like, "Where's my phone? Where's my phone? I gotta call my wife." But like that doesn't necessarily disprove that he's not yeah. dead. Like he he could still be dead and be thinking those things. So, yeah, yeah. So I think that's very interesting. And I mean the other, um, the other thing I would say is is this kind of the tip of the iceberg for Wanda and Vision right here? And are we finally going to get that knockdown fight between those two? We have three episodes left. Seven, eight, nine, right? I mean, there's rumors that there could be a 10th one. Oh, really? So we would have four episodes left. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't know how you come back from what happened at the end of the episode. Yeah. the Where where this episode went further than I thought they would is how, how, how far Vision moved from his perception of things. Like, yeah. at the beginning of the episode, he was... When he comes down the stairs and he's like you know, she's, she's like, Oh, I love that outfit that you're wearing. And he's like, it was the only thing in my closet. And like, you can tell like, you can see the wheels turn. He's like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like he was pretty clear, but to take it from there and within 30, the episode is only 30 minutes long within 30 minutes. He's seen like frozen people and like exiting the hex. I was like, dude, they are really like advancing his knowledge. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit just in one 30 minute episode. So yeah, I would say after every, I mean, what, how can he, like you said, how can he bounce back? How can he just go back to life as normal, like just playing the role yeah. that he's been playing? Unless with he's not going to be with it in this next yeah. episode, which I could see that being a possibility. Where I don't know, I don't know if I agree because, like, I in the previous episode, not this episode, but the episode before episode five, there there's that one line where one where Wanda was like, um, where he he where he where they disagreed, but he said, "I'm I'm the one thing you can't control," and and she's like, uh, "Can't I?" You know, like they're obviously in disagreement about that, but he seems to think that like he's kind of autonomous, like he yeah. can kind of think whatever he wants to think. He has certainly not done that in like episode one and two mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I don't know that he's going back to that. Yeah. Um. But they can do whatever they want, obviously. So it'll be interesting for sure. And. uh um, I'm also interested to see what role Darcy will play. Yeah. Being sucked in. Yeah. So Darcy's actually in in the uh the hex now, yep. which is so are those crazy. people that got sucked in, are they gonna remember like 
what they were trying to do before they got sucked in or are they just going to be like completely like brainwashed now? I mean, if she's, if Darcy is, uh, we don't really know like what makes you that way. Cause like, yeah. um, Agnes doesn't seem to be that affected. She kind of goes in, in and out of it. Herb is also another person yeah. that doesn't seem that affected by it. Um, like he's he, like hearing on the radio, like in this episode and stuff like that. Um, so we don't really know what differentiates, but, um, uh, Monica was like completely like brainwashed. Like she just went in and had her mind, like memory wiped basically. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you, you would, I've heard theories of like, it has to do with like how strong of mind you are, whatever that means. Um, so like, you know, certain people are, are more adept at like holding on to the, their identities and their soul, mm-hmm. uh, more than others. But yeah, I mean, I would think Darcy would just play, just be completely brainwashed, but it'd be interesting. So the only people that are left out of Westview now are who? The director. Oh, outside of? Yeah. Jimmy and Monica, basically. And then the people that were in the director's car. Yeah. I mean, all the, as, as far as main characters, Darcy was the only one that was sucked in. Yeah. But um, as far as like characters that don't have a name, there were like there was dozens a of tons people. of yeah. sword people that. Yeah. Hmm. And it was so cool to watch them get changed. And like, we finally got like the car dealership. Changing. Dude, that was amazing. <laughs> it was like a gas station, right? Yeah. So like mm-hmm. it like we got a definitive answer as of like, she's not just changing people into other people, like giving them new names and new identities and stuff like that. She's changing buildings into other buildings. Like, yeah. like once the hex goes away, the, the, the town square could literally be like a supermarket. Like it's, it, you know, like nothing yeah. that we're seeing is real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can't wait to see how, what role Darcy plays. I think she's going to be really funny in the next episode. So but I, I, I cannot wait for the moment because I'm. it may not happen in the next episode. I, I hope it does kind of, but um, I can't wait for the moment when Vision touches her temple like and, and like wakes her up inside of the hex. Yeah. Because she's been watching like every episode of this WandaVision. Yeah. So It'll be crazy for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the other thing that I thought was funny was the sword people when they were getting sucked in, they were becoming like clowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you think that was on purpose like she's like you guys are clowns basically yeah it was funny I, I would say so well and the the sword building was turned into a circus tent yeah so like I think that, to me that's on the nose like I think she's doing that on purpose yeah so um we were hoping for for full house with this episode yeah I was disappointed and we didn't get it um I thought it was a I thought it was a slam dunk for full house I'll be honest because I mean it's you know, I'm talking about on the nose, like it's, she's an Olsen. Like yeah. I, I I thought for sure Mary Kate and Ashley's sister would mm-hmm. make a big push Definitely. for like, Hey, let's do full house. And the thing is the show they went for Malcolm in the middle is came out in 2000. Yeah. So they literally skipped a decade. Yeah. Unless, yeah, they- unless our friend Jack's Jack believes that it, Last week's episode was the 80s and the 90s combined. Oh, oh combined, yeah. He, the reason for that, he gives us mostly just the leather jacket at the end. Like the, yeah. He's like like an Uncle Jesse kind of character. And he feels like they were on a picnic at the beginning of last week's episode. Oh, and he yeah. feels like that's full house for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, it was definitely Malcolm in the middle 
for sure. Yeah, which I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that show. I know that's crazy to you guys, but um, but I, I, I don't think I've literally ever seen a single episode of Malcolm. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I had heard that it was Malcolm in the Middle before I had a chance. I didn't get a chance to watch it until today. So we're recording this on Monday. I watched it three days late and I, I didn't hear any spoilers. I didn't know about the hex expanding or anything, but mm-hmm. like I, I did hear about Malcolm in the Middle, which I didn't care. That wasn't a spoiler for me. And um, I'm glad that was mentioned because I, I didn't know I didn't didn't get the reference naturally yeah. just watching it. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's got the like kids turning talking directly to the camera type of thing, and then uh, a lot of the jokes I guess are kind of jokes you'd expect to to see in that. Um, this is kind of a, a more nerdy type of thing, but like uh, I've read a lot of the comics that these characters are in, like um, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch is in and stuff like that, and it was cool to see them. Uh, wearing like their 80s and 90s real costume, like the actual costumes that they wore in the comics yeah. 30 years ago are what they wore for Halloween uh, in this episode. And I thought that was a really cool throwback. Like the Scarlet Witch, like kind of pointy mask uh, type of, you know, thing is very old school for like people that grew up on Scarlet Witch stuff yeah. in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And um, it, it, it's, it's really fun that they're doing they can't do that in, they're never going to do put in a, put her in a kind of a, what would not be nowadays a silly looking costume. Uh, but they can do it in this one episode as like a, a, a nod to yeah. that stuff. So. so that's what vision's outfit looked like in the <laughs> yes. comics. Yeah. Yeah. It was very yellow and green and yeah, very, very, uh, pastel. Hmm. So yeah, that was his, that was his look, uh, when he was introduced in comics. So Yeah. Of course it, it didn't look like i love that it's like it looks like halloween costumes like it's all like free it's like flowing it's not like skin tight at all like it looks like you pay 20 bucks at walmart you know yeah. um, for the costume so but they they're very cheeky in the way that they introduce it like um pietro says uh you look like a traffic light <laughs> and then uh he looks at wanda and he's like i know how much you like re- mexican wrestlers chili con carne whatever mm-hmm. um and so they're even kind of poking fun at like you know how silly silly they look um i really like pietro's um character in this we finally get to kind of get to know how he how he is as a person and i love that malcolm in the middle reveal at the beginning where like one of the twins is like um he's what mom calls a man child mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the whole episode he's like he's basically a a seven-year-old like he's He's kind of the same age mentally as the kids that he's hanging out with. Um, and I loved watching that. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, another thing that I kind of took away from it is um, like, I was pretty convinced from the start that it really wasn't Pietro. And yeah, I feel like this episode definitely strengthens it. Um, and yeah. So, um, I don't know much about the character that a lot of the articles believe he's playing. At first, I was kind of like, you know, maybe um, it could be Loki because there's a lot of deception with Loki. And Loki's got his own TV show coming out, too. But then um, it just doesn't really make sense why Loki would be there. Right. Besides the fact that... uh, He's there basically running his show into this one. Yeah. And Loki doesn't really do anything for anyone except for number one. Yeah. (laughs) So that doesn't really make sense. But uh, the one that I've been reading about that I don't know a ton about is, is it Mephisito? 
Mephisto. Mephisto. Yes. And I think that is probably who Pietro is at yeah. this point. Yeah. And there were a lot of references to hell and stuff. And and they called the twins like the... Spawns of the devil. Demon spawn, yeah. So I feel like that's probably why Pietro's there. Yeah. Do you think that Wanda believes that he really is Pietro? I don't think so. I think she's kind of starting to... Like when they were talking, like... I think she was kind of starting because she has that moment where she kind of looks away and she's like, looks all confused, like what's happening and his eyes like get all weird. And so I think she's kind of like has a feeling that something's not right. Yeah. And she asks him so many questions. Like, why do you look like that? Well, and about the per- the kid yeah. at the orphanage, she's like asking him what that kid's name was. And yeah, she was. And he even says like, are you testing me? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, and he never answers the question, by the way. Um, So I think that's interesting. Um, It it could be Mephisto. It could be literally that like he doesn't have any memory, like he's dead. So like, so the discussion that Grant and I had on last week's episode was uh, two options. Is this, is this Pietro from the MCU? Like the actual Pietro that she watched die, like got shot uh, right next to Hawkeye. Or is it the Pietro from the X-Men movies? Because it's obviously the actor from those movies. And and then now there's a third option, right? It's, it could be someone completely different. Um, of the two options, I, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure the multiverse, like the X-Men Pietro is coming into this multiverse. I, I think that's pretty much out at this point. Um, they could reverse on it, but I, the book, when he when she turns and and saw dead Pietro with bullet holes in his chest, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I don't think this is the the X Men Pietro. Yeah. Um, I think this is the actual MCU. It's yeah. either the actual MCU Pietro that she uh, resurrected from from the dead, or it's someone else entirely. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably something that they're gonna run with for a while too. Yeah, I do think it's interesting to watch both of these characters exist in this world. Like you've got two dead people that are very much alive in Westview. Um, and like both of them are in the know, like they're both like aware, self-aware of like what's going on. And I, that's definitely going to play a big part in the how things pan out in the future. So. Yeah. Um, there's a we're seeing a lot of friction between Monica and Hayward. Like mm-hmm. they're they're starting to really come to blows. Um, I mean, obviously, like she basically goes rogue with Agent Wu and and Darcy, and they yeah. completely you know segregate themselves from the rest of Sword. But um, they like at one point their their biggest disagreement is like. Hayward really wants to fight Wanda and Monica's like, you, you can't win against Wanda. Like we can't outgun her. She's stronger than all of us combined. <laughs> yeah. So like she, she's kind of like Hayward is pointing the finger at her and saying, you know, you're just a, you know, a, a mutie love, lover. They haven't said mutant yet, but like, yeah. you're, you know, you're in love with people with powers. And she's like, no, I'm saying in order to defeat her, we have to be her ally. <laughs> like we need to come alongside her and not, uh, you know, actually attack her. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see there too, like differences of, of opinion, how that's playing out. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. 
Well, you find out that the twins have powers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I we we saw that they could age themselves in the in the previous episode. Yeah. But that was about all we saw. Yeah, we actually get to see their powers in this one. That was pretty yeah. cool. That was pretty cool. Um, so like, I don't, I haven't read them in the comics as much, but their, their comic book, like superhero names are speed, which is kind of, kind of a dumb name, uh, speed and, um, uh, oh shoot. I lost it. Uh, I wrote it down. Speed Wiccan, uh, Wiccan and Wiccan. speed. Yeah. Mm. So Wiccan is, his powers are basically Wanda's powers. Like mm-hmm. he, I mean, he doesn't really have anything that, that's different. Um, and then speed obviously is the same as Quicksilver. So, yeah. um, so yeah, they're, they're basically in the comic books, they're kind of seen as like the second coming of Wanda and Pietro. Um, so they both get to use their powers in this episode. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiccans, you don't really get to see Wiccans till the very end. Yeah. He's like, um, he can like hear the soldiers or see them. He can see and hear them. I think Yeah. outside of the hex. Cause he can like see where vision's at. Let's talk about that vision, like exiting the hex. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, cause he, once he starts like a- approaching Ellis Avenue, I was like, he's going to, he's going to try to go outside, which, you know, Grant and I've talked, discussed on this podcast, like what happens when he goes outside? He's not alive. Like he's yeah. only alive because yeah. he exists in Westview. Yeah. So like when he starts like, and then like he struggles so hard, like he's pushing against like mm-hmm. molasses to get through this thing. Mm-hmm. Once he finally gets through it, it's not, it's almost like he's not, completely outside of it because it still has this like net hold yeah, on him. It's him. so, it was so cool to watch. Um, yeah. What, what do you guys think? Like, I mean, does he survive? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I go back and forth. Like, I'm not sure that he's actually going to survive all this. Yeah. I'm, I think he's going to. And I mean, whatever power it took for her to resurrect him, I feel like it'll just happen again. In what way? I'm not sure I'm understanding. Like, um, I don't think he'll make it out of Westview alive. Okay. But I think he'll Since be alive. Since she moved the yeah. hex. Oh, like he, okay, so he's basically given another day to live, but yeah. he won't He won't live permanently. Yeah. 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 So as soon as Westview's up, I think Vision is Vision's done. Vision's gone. Yeah. I would say so too. Um, I've heard, I've heard theories about like Wanda's vision or Wanda's powers are so powerful that she could actually like permanently resurrect him. And I, that's the thing they could do. Um, I don't know that that works as well as a, from a story perspective for me. Like um, I, I love the character of vision, but I kind of feel like he may have run his course at this point. Yeah. And um, if they, if they make him like permanently dead, I, I think I'd be okay with that. I think yeah. most fans probably would. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where you don't want uh, vision to turn to the character that always comes back. Right. And that's never dead. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll see Tony again. Um, I think they will find a way to bring oh yeah him back. Um, but yeah, I think Vision is probably he's probably all the way gone. Um, let's talk about Monica. So there's a, a scene with Darcy and Monica where she's Monica's like I'm going back in there, and Darcy's like I don't think that's a good idea. Like you've already gone through the hex twice. Like you went in and then you came out, and every time your body passes through that mass, mm-hmm. uh, that wall, that barrier. It's it's changing you on like a molecular level. Like your your DNA is like, is like she said mutating. I think so. Mm-hmm. Like that's the first usage of the word mute mutant um, that we've heard like yeah. in all of MCU. So like 
she actually says she's actually giving us the impression that she could be turning into a mutant because mm-hmm. of this, uh, which, you know, is this the way that they introduce mutants to MCU? We've been waiting to see how they're going to do that, bring in the X-Men and all that. So, um, it'd be interesting. Like if the X-Men, like as we know them, like storm Wolverine, Iceman, th- those people are actually like just people that are in Westview, like that yeah. they become the, uh, ground zero, the, the origin story. It would be pretty cool. And, um, that could be interesting and cause I feel like MCU has been wanting to, uh, bring X-Men in to the fold yeah. for a while. I, I think the only thing I don't like about that origin story is that they all have the same origin story. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> like I, I, I don't want Wolverine to have the same origin story as Storm. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I hope they don't do that in some ways, but, um, I also wonder if, if she's not going to expand um, the hex way, like way bigger. Like, yeah, I'm talking like multi-state. Um, like and, it goes it goes and, into Pennsylvania. And, I mean, that's another question. I mean, how far can she expand this? Yeah, it doesn't. She takes over the entire world. That's what happens in the comics. She takes over the entire world with this House of M thing. Uh, so they could do that. I, I feel like that's a little. A little bigger than this show can probably do in nine episodes, but yeah. I, maybe I don't know. So is this show over after the nine episodes, or is there going to be like multiple seasons? I think it's done. After. Yeah, I would say it's a one one off. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, they didn't announce anything for Mandalorian. They just said it's you know it's a season. They didn't say multiple seasons are coming. Yeah. But I would I would think it's probably just a one off. Because how would they? I mean, they would just have to do another Westview, mm-hmm. like next this time next year. I would say it's a, it's probably a one-time thing. Um, I, I would I would think if it gets bigger at all, it maybe encompasses the state of New Jersey or gets a little bit bigger. I, I don't I don't think it's going to encompass the whole world. Um, yeah, but who knows? And isn't there people that say that it's setting up the like Doctor Strange movie or yeah. something too? I think that's confirmed. I think I think mm-hmm. Disney actually is? said that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that that it it sets up the events of Doctor Strange. It, Doctor Strange may have nothing. The movie may have nothing to do with the hex at all. But it it I, Grant and I have been theorizing that we'll see Doctor Strange in like the finale. Like yeah, I feel like they have one more big reveal. Yeah, I don't think he's the character that Monica is reaching out to. Yeah, like there's an engineer. She said that she, you know, I, I'm going to meet up with my guy or whatever. We know it's a if if she's being literal about guy, we know it's a male. But I I don't think it's Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange would never call himself an engineer. Like a lot of people think it's Mister Fantastic. That would be cool. I I I see. I see Reed Richards is more like a scientist type person yeah. than an engineer, but I mean, he might call himself an engineer. I don't think it's anyone we've seen before. I don't yeah. think it's an Avenger. Like it, it'll be, it's not gonna be Bruce or anything like that. Like, Cause I mean, they've wanted to get fantastic four. Yeah. Into the MCU as That'd, well. This would be a cool place to introduce yeah. him. But I mean, I think, uh, and Mestito would be a big reveal, I would say, or whoever is playing Pietro yeah. would be a big reveal. But I feel like, They've got one good guy reveal left in this show. Yeah. Yeah, I... That will probably get... If there's 10 episodes, we'll probably get like halfway through nine leading into 10. Or if there's just nine, maybe right at the end of eight leading into nine. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how many characters, new characters you can introduce in a single nine episode series. Like, yeah. Um, we, we were, we've also already been talking about um, is it Angela Harkness? 
Yeah. Angela Harkness is, is probably Agnes. Mm -hmm. So that's a character from the comics. Um, you know, Mephisto or not, that's another one. Uh, Monica Rambeau in the comics is, is a, I think it's her, her superhero name is called Photon. Okay. But she's like an actual like super powered. And that's why like Darcy's saying, Hey, don't go back in there. Your, your, your genes are changing. Like, um, you know, that that's probably setting up her to become Photon. Uh, which I would think she'd probably be in Captain Marvel too, as like a superhero, mm-hmm. like you know, sidekick. Um, if she if she goes full on mutant or whatever, um, and then this mystery engineer, like I don't know how many more you can do. So yeah. I hope they don't go crazy. Like they could re- literally like have like all four of the Fantastic Four go into the hex and be- and like become the Fantastic Four. But I feel like I don't know if I really want that. Like that seems like it's going too far. Yeah, I feel like they. The show's in a good place right now. Yeah. And I feel like they really could screw it up. Yeah. If they go all crazy on you. Like, oh, we're going to have Doctor Strange come, and then we're going to have Mr. Fantastic, Human Torch, and everybody just come. (laughs) And then we're going to incorporate the X-Men. So I feel like, which, I mean, the MCU has been gold ever since 2008. So I don't think they would... I don't think this is going to hit the level of like one of the X-Men movies or Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. So I feel like it will end well. Yeah. Um, I, I did see a brief interview with uh, Paul Bettany where, where he was saying like he, I mean, of course he's going to say this, but you know, he's probably contracted to say it, but like he was like, I, I truly believe like fans will be, pleasantly surprised by the end of, of this like he, he was like it's it's a killer ending i can't wait for the fans yeah. to see what it is so um so yeah if he's to be believed i i he's obviously very excited about it so mm-hmm. uh, that makes me excited um and i don't think they would end it on a crappy note to begin with no i especially if it's going to go into dr strange like yeah. i think people want a good taste in their mouth not a bad one but um, so there, there's a line, I think there's a, a couple like really cool co- uh, conversations between Wanda and Pietro. One of the, I think the more interesting of the two is at the ends when they're like sitting on that, uh, park bench or whatever mm-hmm. in the town square. And she like, he's like, how did you, how did you do all this? And she, and she like has this moment of like pause and she's like, I don't know. I don't know how I did all this. And I want to believe her. Like, I, I don't know if she's lying or not, but in her, her face looks legit to me. Yeah. Um, that she doesn't know how she did all it. Um, I, I think she, I think she's very much in control now. I don't know that she was when she created everything. And we kind of talked about that too. Like, Mm -hmm. is this like an extension of her grief? You know, where she just, whereas like someone would have like a mental breakdown. She has like a power breakdown where like, she just explodes and Westview is created. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like, like she says, I only remember being completely alone, empty, endless nothingness. And then she woke up and like Westview was a thing. So yeah. like if she's not lying, I, I think that's I think that's really how it happens. Like she didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, I would say whatever or whoever Pietro is, whether it be Pietro or the other people we've discussed in this episode, I think their sole purpose there is to make sure things go as bad as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why does he want to know? Like, that's kind of interesting to me. Like, why is he asking her that? Like, yeah. I don't know that he has a motivation unless he is some other character, like someone that wants to 
get at the heart of what's going on. Because I, I mean, obviously, if there is another villain in the show, they obviously are perfectly fine with what's happening so far, and they just want to keep it going. Yeah. And I mean, if the MCU is, because I know in the comics, Wanda becomes a villain, and if that's the way MCU wants it to go, then whoever is posing as Pietro is probably fine with the way it's going right now. Yeah. Yeah, someone who loves chaos that, you know, wants to see chaos win type of thing. Um, Which, I mean, Loki loves chaos too. So, yeah. But, I mean, I, ju- I just don't see it. I just don't see what Loki gets out of this. Yeah. Like, he, he's not going to do anything unless it's unless he's looking out for number one. Like, he, he wants selfish... He has selfish ambition behind everything. Unless he's so. going to walk away with, like, three of the Infinity Stones from this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't wait to see how it... How it how it pans out. I, I don't think that this show is going to, going to loop into anything other than Dr. Strange. That's yeah. the only thing that they've confirmed, uh, so far, but, um, I did think it was super creepy when they were showing like the frozen people or that lady that was like putting up the decoration, like yeah. over and over again on a loop. And she starts crying. Dude, there like a single tear drops from her eye. I was like, Oh my God, that is <laughs> like the creepiest thing. It went yeah. really well with the Halloween theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it kind of gives you the impression that because we that it answered kind of answered a question that we had a couple episodes ago, which is is she controlling everybody at all times? And I guess the the answer is kind of like she is control definitely controlling the people in her direct vicinity, which is why like Vision's like how how come there are no ch- children around or like you know the the somebody comes over just at the right moment when she needs them to be there. Yeah. But like, if you're on the periphery, like if you're on, especially on the outside, the the around the the border of the hex, those people are like not moving ever, like yeah. for months, like they they just are frozen, like in their beds, not waking up, type of thing. It's super creepy. And we're we're talking about thirty eight hundred people, yeah. in the hex. So there's gotta be, and now a, more a good, because like, she just sucked up, yeah, a good <laughs> like thirty four hundred, thirty five hundred. They're just nobodies. Yeah. That she really doesn't care about. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, there's people in there that are significant to the MCU universe. Yeah. Yeah, she's really only controlling maybe 100 people at a time. Yeah. Like, I, most of them are just in the stasis, like, mm-hmm. all the time. And, like, there's obviously, like, ethical questions about that. And Pietro actually raises those questions with her, which is really I thought was really fascinating. He's like... and he And he comes from the standpoint of, like... I'm not really concerned about the ethics. Like, I don't really, you can do whatever you want, but I just want to point out that like you're controlling these people yeah. <laughs> like, for your own devices. So yeah, it was kind of funny when he was talking about that. But I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where she almost gets like reaffirmation from Pietro that really isn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't do anything to dissuade her from, yeah. from continuing this, this charade. So, and I mean, that's why I think that, Pietro was brought in um, not to help her stop this, but to continue this. Yeah. Um, I'm just to kind of wrap up a discussion on this. I, the I'm, I continue to be astounded by the production of this show. Like I, I have no idea how many millions of dollars they sunk into this thing, but think about where we started in episode one where it's, it's literally black and white four by three on a set with like, 
live studio audience. Like, did, did, did that whole thing and for one episode. And then the, the, the next episode, they're like, okay, we're going to change it. It was a slight mm-hmm. change in episode two. Episode three, 70s. Episode four, 80s. They were like, we're going to change the literally how we how we make this show like how we shoot it what cameras we use they changed all their equipment for one episode and then changed it again i was like i I, when we got to malcolm in the middle on this episode i'm like holy crap like the the um the the forethought uh like when i don't know who came up with everything kevin feige or whatever but like was like you know like there i would love to have been in the the planning room Mm -hmm. where they're all around the conference tables like here's what i want to do i want to shoot basically seven seasons of a tv show in one season (laughs) like do all these different things seven you know seven different ways and they were like okay here's 50 million dollars or whatever you need to to do that so it's pretty cool yeah and i mean i feel like wandavision um just excites the MCU universe on what's to come with these Marvel TV shows on Disney plus. Cause they're not just something that Disney just threw together. Right. They've all been planned out. And I think this is, I think Disney's really hit gold. What a, what a follow up to a 2020 where we got zero Marvel properties, no TV shows, no movies for them to like start out 2021, we're like, we're going to kick this off with a bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this was exactly what they needed to, to get yeah. people charged up. And I mean, especially with which, I mean, we could have mentioned this in the news, black widows still slated to come out May 7th. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, I don't really think Disney needs it to be, I mean, of course it'll help their numbers, but I mean, with the success of WandaVision and I'm sure, uh, uh, Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon will be a hit, and then yeah. you have Loki after that. I mean, I don't think they need Black Widow to be gold. No. Are they making that much money off stuff going on Disney Plus, though? I mean, uh, we don't know what their numbers are. It, it's I'm sure they're looking at their numbers and they're watching it go up for like certain months, you know. Yeah. And so you know, it's it's going to be kind I of mean, a guess for them. Like, I mean, right now they have. I saw that they roughly have around 93 million subscribers. Oh, okay, that's I mean that's way higher than what it was when they first launched. So, so I mean, yeah, they're happy. I mean, they're happy with all the they're they're taking seven dollars from all of those people. So yeah, and like I I know their numbers haven't met Mandalorian yet, but I mean, there's only been seven episodes of this, and we've had 16 episodes of Mandalorian now. So yeah. I mean, but I mean. I I feel like the Marvel train is just gaining steam. Oh yeah, it's going to be a big year. Um, assuming that all the movies come out on time this year, which I I hope they do. I mean, they they say the virus is is going down nationwide. Like you know, if, if things continue to be positive in the next few months, then um, I, I I would hope that we would start to see movie theaters open, or at the very least, Disney do do the thing that we've been talking about them doing, which is the premiere access for yeah. Black Widow. So, cool. Well, um, we'll transition into the other thing. This is a, uh, about as different as you can get from the WandaVision <laughs> episode that we just watched. Um, Caitlin was, uh, this is your idea, wasn't it? To watch yeah. Ferdinand? I okay. like Ferdinand. So this is an a animated movie that came out uh, a little over three years ago. It was December of 2017. So I'm almost 2018. Um, we With something this recent, I guess 
we like to say that we're going to spoil it, although it's a kid's movie. You probably don't care. Yeah. Um, either you weren't going to watch this movie ever or, you know, you've already seen it or something, but uh, we are going to spoil the movie. Um, it is based on a, a 1930s book, as we said at the top of the show, um, an old children's like illustrated book. Um, the book, here's the, here's the, the, the premise. Here's the entire plot of the book. Okay. If you haven't read it recently, um, basically there's a bull that doesn't want to fight. He loves flowers. His other friends want to like lock horns and fight all the time. He, uh, doesn't want to fight them. He, the, this, you know, um, bullfighter comes in and wants to pick the best bull to fight. Looks at all them, doesn't like any of them. Uh, Ferdinand gets stung by a bee next to the tree that he's sitting at, like sniffing flowers and he, and goes on a rampage. And it's because of that rampage that he says, I want him. And then the very next thing you see is uh, the bullfight and then the book's over. So that, that is the entire plot of the book. Does he win the bullfight in the book? That, so the, the, the bullfight plays that exactly. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. shot for shot. Like the movie, like okay. he, he basically refuses to fight, sits down, sniffs flowers or, or whatever. And then the bullfighter is like, I'm, I refuse to fight an animal. That's not going to find me back. And so they let him go, and then they go. He goes back to the pasture and, and sniffs okay. flowers. For yeah, the rest I, of his I days. can't remember the <laughs> whole book. So yeah, that, so that's it. So like, I mean, there's nothing about a calming goat. There's no hedgehogs. There's like, like when you look at this movie, it is, it's the Zeusification of of movies, right? Like yeah. the Horton hears a who, or these are books that are like forty pages long. Yeah, so they gotta <laughs> add a lot of extra stuff in there. Yeah, to make it an actual movie. Like I love the Lorax, but they added so much. Oh, in the I movie. love the Lorax. Yeah, that's one of my favorite we, movies. We, 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 I've read the Lorax to Jordan for years, like since she was a little kid, uh, really a baby. Um, it didn't even understand everything that was being said, but she's she grew up reading the Lorax with me. We've read it probably two dozen times, and then we saw the movie just for the first time just a few months ago and i was like that movie's great like it's really really good it's really good yeah and um and this is that i mean what they're doing with ferdinand is basically taking something the source material has almost nothing to say for itself and they're expanding this into this huge two two hour long movie so um let's start kind of with general thoughts what do you guys think about the movie like it like it love it hate it yeah we saw it when it came out in theaters okay and so I hadn't seen it since then. So like I had forgotten a lot of it, but I think it's, I think it's really good. I enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, it's entertaining for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it drawn out a little bit? Yeah. But I mean, it is a kid's movie. It's supposed to be for the kids. So, I mean, it's a good movie. Um, it's a good family film. It's very clean. Yeah. And um, kids it will enjoy it and kids have enjoyed it. Oh yeah. This was huge for uh 20th century Fox. They, um, they spent about a little over a hundred million, uh, making it. And at, just in the box office alone, it made $300 million. Yep. So like this was a huge hit, uh, for Fox. And then of course, you know, Disney owns the rights to it now since they bought Fox. So, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting that it's on uh, Disney plus just for that reason. And there's, you're going to see a lot more Fox stuff coming to the service. Yeah. Uh, soon. So, um, didn't this just come to Disney Plus? Wasn't it like yeah. yep. late last year? Yeah, it's been recently. Or no, it was January. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's been in like the a last month. month. Ago. Yeah, 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 very recent. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot about that because we we covered like here's everything that's coming in January, and this mm-hmm. was actually one of them. And I was watching it for the first time. I, I, uh, if pretty much if a kids movie came out between 
or any movie really <laughs> came out between the time Jordan was born in 2016 to like 2019 when we finally started like seeing movies with her in the theater. I probably didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> unless we watched it on home video. But um, like a lot of the kids movies we weren't watching because we're like, we're going to watch this movie 35 times once she's old enough to watch it. So let's yeah. just not watch it now. <laughs> we'll just mm-hmm. watch it later. So Ferdinand kind of fell into that for us. So um, I want to start with this. The cast the, the, the number of cast members in this movie, I think, is one of the largest I've ever seen in a, yeah. in a, kids, in a kids animated movie. Um, typically, you have, you know, I'm thinking of Frozen or like Disney, other Disney stuff, right? But you have like seven characters, right? Or mm. eight characters. This movie has like 15 characters in it. Yeah. And they're all named characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was blown away by that. Um, of those 15, um, I don't know. Did you guys look up like who the voice actors are and, and, and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we know who some of them are, like John Cena, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. Which, I have you, I maybe I'm just missing it. Have you seen Peyton Manning in anything else, like or heard no. him? I like there was when he first started speaking. I was like, man, that guy's voice sounds familiar. And he's got kind of got that southern kind of kind of drawl, and I was like, is that no, no, surely that's not Peyton Manning. And then I looked it up. I was like, that's freaking Peyton Manning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then, and um, then, who's the calming go? Isn't it that somebody that's kind of? Yeah, it's uh, Kate McKinnon. She's she's been in uh, a lot of like SNL stuff. If you okay. if you followed that, but um, and then Gabrielle Iglesias or Gabrielle Iglesias, um, super small role. Like he's one of the three hedgehogs. Yep. Um, David Diggs from Hamilton. Yeah. Is this is Dose the second? Oh yeah. Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, some of these are like, I mean, David Diggs isn't he's not Brad Pitt level, but like he's a household name for a lot of people, especially if you like Hamilton. So, um, and he was, I mean, David Diggs was in soul. Yeah. Um, so like uh, he's, he's an up and comer as uh, for, for sure. And so, um, but yeah, like big, somewhat big actors playing really small roles in this. Yeah. And then, uh, which the hedgehogs, I mean, I love the hedgehogs. Like whenever they ask about trace and they're just, we like, do not speak of trace. So funny. <laughs> and then at the end, Trace comes back and they're just like. <laughs> Isn't that like in the credits? Yeah. In the end scene. You might not oh, have seen it. Oh, I didn't it. even watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's in the credits. He comes back? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even see that scene. I watched this with Jordan and, and I'll, so I'll interject some things that, you know, some of Jordan's thoughts as, as, as we go. But like um, she watched the, the after the credit scene, but I didn't. Yeah. Trace comes back okay, in the after credit scene. So, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty humorous. Um, and uh, let's see, Anthony Anderson. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people know him from lots of different things, but uh, like all about the Andersons and uh, Blackish and um, Bernie Mac and stuff like that. And then um, David Tennant is the uh, kind of Scottish sounding voice. Uh, uh, Angus. Yeah, Angus. He's, and he's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't seen David Tennant in a lot. I've seen him in, um, I actually met, like most people are, are going to say, um, uh, oh my God, uh, Dr. Ah, the sci-fi show. Dr. Who? Yeah. Dr. Who. Like he's for a lot of people, he's the, their favorite doctor, um, from the series, which has had like half a dozen different doctors. I've never seen Dr. Who. So a lot of people know him from that. I know him from, um, uh, uh, is it? No <laughs> crap. The, the Marvel one that they did with um, Jessica... Uh, yeah, Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the first season of Jessica Jones, uh, he's the bad guy. Okay. And uh, Purple Man is what 
what his uh, like villain name is. But um, he's fantastic in the first season mm-hmm. of Jessica, Jessica Jones. But like he has a British accent. Like he doesn't. He's not Scottish. And so yeah. it was kind of cool to hear him with that accent. Yeah, I mean, they put together a really good cast for this for sure. So this movie came out the same year as Coco, mm-hmm. and um, has you know they're both both of those movies are set in like I mean this is. No, this is Spain. Spain, yeah. So, like, Spain and Mexico, obviously, you know, different cultures, but pretty similar as far as, like, you know, speaking language and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of their culture is the same. Um, and it got, this got nominated for awards, but Coco took all of the awards. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, I think this movie came out, like, maybe within, like, a month of Coco, because it came out in December of that year. Mm-hmm. And I think Coco was maybe no- November. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, like, it's a, it's a good movie, but, like, Coco just ate its lunch on, like, all the awards yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, any which like, I mean, what Disney slash Pixar <laughs> thing doesn't dominate clean up, anything yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. It's funny that that Disney now owns both of these movies, but at the time they didn't. Yeah. Um. So okay. So like favorite scenes or characters or. I like the dance off with the horses. That's probably the funniest scene in the movie. I think. It's really funny. Um, I love the reference to the bull in a china shop. Yeah. There's a lot of clever humor in, the, yeah. in this movie like that. And with the old grandma and stuff in there. And, <laughs> and then she makes him sneeze with her feather duster. Yeah. <laughs> so that's clever. Um, I love it when he goes and breaks out Valiente and Guapo. Yeah. That, that seems oh, pretty humorous. And the meat packing. Yeah facility or whatever by the way that like there were reference bull in the china shop is a reference completely lost on jordan um she didn't even know like what they were talking about when they were talking about like chop house or whatever oh, yeah. like she's like what's chop house and it was like so we had to like pause the movie and have like very serious discussion yeah. about what a chop house is and i was like basically they're gonna turn them into meat i was like do you, you know what that means right and she's like do they die and and i was like yeah they, they die <laughs> <They're> getting- <laughs> <laughs> you know when you have like a hamburger <laughs> yeah <laughs> She's like, I, she's like, like what kind of meat? I was like, well, you know, like you know that some of the meat we eat is made out of a cow, right? Like steak and hamburger. <laughs> she's like, they get turned into steaks. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, yep. The scene where they're trying to get away from the owners, all the bulls at the end is very oh, when they're like driving in the, the car and, and the stuff. oh yeah, the trailer. That kind of reminded me of um, Finding Dory, the end of that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, when they're all driving the van yeah. thing. Yeah. I think anytime that like a bunch of animals are driving a ve- piloting a vehicle, I think it's yeah. always really funny. Yeah. I, w- I will say this. I liked the movie for the most part. They were so, I, The movie's too long, in my opinion. It's it's a mind-numbing like, hour and 53 minutes. Um, the, the scenes that I liked, I really liked. And I actually thought the message of the movie was really powerful for me. Like, I, I really liked... Um, how I don't know what you guys thought was kind of like the theme of the movie or whatever, but they were like clearly like having like the wool pulled over their eyes as far as like what they thought was real. Right. So like they, as kids, like as like young bulls or whatever, they believe that they can, um, defeat the matador and live right like mm-hmm. that and survive this whole th- experience and then that's the big because that's the big reveal at the beginning of the movie is that ferdinand's father do- doesn't come back yeah. he's dead and then um which i had explained that to jordan too she's like where's his dad and i'm like well you know he died 
Um, but like, even though that's clear to us humans, the wolves don't get it. Like they think that they could actually legit yeah. win and then come back as, as a victor, you know? And they think it's an honor to yeah. be chosen by the matador. Well, and, and I love the big reveal at the end where Ferdinand is like, the, 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 the bullfighting ring is just another chop house. Like yeah. it's just, you're going to that you yeah. know, death building or are you going to that death building? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, the person that really gets the glory is the matador. And the owner of the bull. Yeah. Because, I mean, you see all the bull horns, like, almost three-fourths of the way through the movie. Yeah. And it really is an honor for those people that own those bulls to be selected. Sure. But, I mean, the bull really gets no glory. Yeah. Yeah, I had to ex- kind of explain to Jordan, like, what the Casa del Toro is. Like, it's it's a ranch that breeds bulls for fighting like yeah. that's specifically what their business is and so she's like why did they have all those horns on there i was like they sold those bulls like those mm-hmm. are like you know trophies on the wall for them um and and then it's interesting to see the dichotomy of that when you see um al primero's house or dressing room or whatever he's got i think it must be his house he has like pictures of his family on the same exact kind of wall like mm-hmm. it's just instead of horns it's pictures of his family like going all the way up to the ceiling and how for him it's like it's an honor and a tradition yeah you know that he's fulfilling so i th- like there was more like you know weighty discussion material in the movie than i was expecting <laughs> mm-hmm. it was yeah. actually kind of cool it was hard to have some of those discussions with a four-year-old. Like, I yeah. mean, she's not going to fully grasp everything, but um, I think she, she learned a lot. Like, she, I don't, she had never even heard of the concept of bullfighting, mm-hmm. <laughs> which made the move, the beginning of the movie kind of problematic because she, she's like, I don't understand what they're doing, and I was like, well, so I had to kind of explain what bullfighting even mm-hmm. is. But by the end of the movie, she definitely knew what bullfighting was, and like even at the end, she was like, why is he holding red? Like, why is he holding, like, a red cape yeah. type of thing? I was like, well, bulls like red for whatever reason, and they charge it, and he's trying to get him to fight and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it gave a good depiction of what bullfighting is. Yeah. And, I mean, they didn't get too... I mean, they could have got really graphic, but, I mean, and actually, like, show what happens to the bull after. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... It was a good kids movie, and but I mean, I feel like it does give a good depiction of an overall view of what bullfighting is. Yeah, yeah. Ferdinand takes a scratch on his leg at one point, and Jordan hated even that part. So, yeah. <laughs> if, if they showed everything, she would have had like a traumatic experience, a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, she she liked the the interactions amongst the bulls, like um, like uh, Valiente is. Uh, the bully, get it, mm-hmm. get it, bully. Um, and Way to go, Phil! <laughs> I came up with that all, all by myself. And um, how he, he like smashes the flower when they're kids, and then growing up, like he's not any different. And like when Ferdinand like comes back to the the ranch, he like kind of has to like work his way into the into good graces of all these other mm-hmm. bulls. Like obviously Valiant is like the last one to really come around, but he kind of makes a friends like one, one step at a time. Yeah. My favorite one was the um, Angus one. Cause like he can't see his, <laughs> his hair is like always yeah. over his eyes. And like at one point he's like, he's like, I have a secret for you that I, I haven't told anyone. He's like, I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and he's like, Oh, I can fix that. And he like licks his hair or whatever. <laughs> Basically gives, gives him a hairdo. Yep. Um, and then now he's, he can see <laughs> it changes his whole life and they become friends. So, um, but like, I mean, Lupe is 
kind of the funniest character in the movie. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, like her. Um, she like from she's intention like she you can tell she's trying to be funny like the entire oh, yeah. movie. Um, I don't I don't know that it always lands for me. I I think some of her jokes. I, it's not her fault. I don't think it's like McKinnon's fault, but like, yeah, I think, I think the writing sometimes is good and, and the all, and all the best jokes are saved for her, but I don't think she's always funny all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, is the common goat a real thing? I have no idea. I was going to look that no up idea. and I forgot. Um, yeah. I mean, basically like her job, the goats entire job is to keep the goats calm or the bulls calm while they're in the stable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she becomes like a trainer for him. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we can do this. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was really good. And I also really liked uh, Machina, um, even though he doesn't say anything. He has zero lines in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, but he's like this lab clones bull that is more like machine. Like a robot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his name is Machina, which means machine. And so how like- he does the in the dance off, he's like doing the, the robot dances yeah. and stuff. Well, when he eats, he he like grinds it like yeah. like really fast, yeah, <laughs> like a wood chipper. Yeah, I thought I thought he was like in a non-verbal way is is actually one of the funniest characters in the movie. Yeah, I, any t- time he was on screen doing something, it was really funny. Um, and, and I love when they all go home with uh, Nina at the end. It's, oh yeah, we haven't even talked about it's, Nina. It's so humorous at the end where they're all <laughs> piling out of the. Um, trailer yeah dude nina's not in this movie very much no. i i thought we were going to kind of get a nina movie like once they introduce her but she only has um ferdinand's we, ha- we haven't talked about the the whole like storming through the the town square yeah. scene but like um i i thought like nina was going to be like the one that raised ferdinand for like most of the film mm-hmm. but she's only in the movie for like maybe 15 minutes yeah um at the beginning and then you know five minutes at the end but yeah um, and then the sheepdog's pretty funny. I I can't remember his name right oh, now. Yeah, but he's pretty humorous. His interactions with Ferdinand and how like Ferdinand wants to go to the flower festival, and the dog's like, "Who cares about that?" And then, and then the, the dog has to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Jared Car- Carmichael playing Paco. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's pretty funny. And it's kind of one of those things where. Paco kind of plays it off as he doesn't really like Ferdinand, but deep down he really enjoys Ferdinand. Yeah. Uh, I loved every time Lupe, Lupe screamed, like that goat scream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was so good. Um, I love how Lupe, Lupe lives in a bucket. Like she like literally like yeah, sleeps she in that sleeps bucket. in the bucket. <laughs> and then like at yeah. one point, I, it's, it's really, it was always funny to me whenever Guapo like either heard about or saw the matador because he would just like instantly puke mm-hmm. and one one of the times he actually yeah pukes in the she bucket. was like i hope that's not my bucket <laughs> he's like that was your bucket and she's like gross um yeah i i think it's a fine movie i i, I was probably a little lower on it than you guys i uh, it's it's a good story, um, but I think the story goes on too long. It's funny, but it's not always funny. Um, the, it's got a lot of characters, but not all the characters are I, I think are worth being in the movie. Um, I think the hedgehogs are, are cool and like some of the side characters, but I didn't think we needed all those bulls. Like I don't know. I, I whenever I think of a positive, I can think of a ne- negative that kind of goes with it. I think if you haven't seen this movie and you have kids, it's a no brainer. Oh, like, yeah. uh, your kids will love it. Jordan thought it was great. Um, I, I don't know that it's a like a 
it's never gonna be like an Oscar winning like no. captivating story for adults, but it's a it's a good two hours just with your kids. Um, and it's certainly clean, like mm-hmm. it's safe to watch with your kids for sure. So, and I mean, it kind of goes with like the Fox animated stuff, yeah. where I mean, they're not on the level of Disney, but I mean, they're still worth watching. Yeah, they're just not as uh, continually watchable as the Disney movies are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that Jordan will ask to see this movie again yeah. anytime soon. Like the ones she asked for are the are the typical Disney ones you would think mm-hmm. of, um, a lot of princess movies and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know that she'll want to watch this movie again in in a, in a while. But I asked her like we had lunch afterwards, and um, I said, "Did you like that movie?" And she said, "Yeah, I liked it." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So, um. I guess the last I want to end on a positive. That the last positive thing I'll say is uh, the movie is gorgeous. Like it, it's it's really colorful. All the flowers, especially like in the festival scene and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I was like, man, they they were knocking it out of the park. I like the again these movies came out a month apart, but like Coco is super colorful too. And I, but I, honestly, I think this one kind of gives it co- even Coco a run for its money. Yeah. I, um, I think Coco is colorful for longer because of how they're in this like afterlife yeah. thing the entire mm-hmm. movie. Um, Whereas in this movie, they don't get to enjoy the color as much because you see like the train station and a lot of dirt and, you know, yeah. gra- grassland and stuff like that. But when it's colorful, it's gorgeous. Um, the animation is really good. Yeah. And I mean, just going back to the cast, I mean, rounding up a cast where there's a lot of notable names in it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the MO. It's not always the best movie. Um, when you have a bunch of notable names, but I mean, people go to see those people. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, um, I think that was a good discussion on Ferdinand. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, I think it's, it's great, especially for kids. So, uh, watch it with your kids and have a good time. Uh, before we do, what else are you watching? I want to do a new segment. Uh, so we talked about this before we uh, hit record on the show. I don't think this will be a long segment. I think it's just more just kind of, uh, you know, news that you that you can use type of thing. But um, it's we're going to call it, I think, what's new on Disney+. Plus. So uh, we're just going to go week by week and not tell you, like, everything that's coming out in the next month. But, like, here's what to expect this week. So here's the list. Uh, one list that I could find was uh, The Book of Life. Which is uh, speaking of Coco, it's it's a, it's a Day of the Dead type mm-hmm. movie, uh, very similar to Coco. It came out uh, twenty fourteen, I think, three yeah. years before Coco, Coco came out. Uh, I yeah, that's almost certainly a 20th, 20th century Fox film yeah. that they're bringing. Um, and then uh, so that's an animated one, Cheaper by the Dozen, and Cheaper by the Dozen two, which uh, unless we've changed our mind, I think we're gonna do cheaper by the dozen on this yep. show. So um, if you're going to watch the same things we're watching, we're watching WandaVision episode seven and uh, cheaper by the dozen for the next episode. Uh, so both of those movies are coming out. And then this is a big one for some people. It's not as big one for me. And I would assume you guys either, but uh, all five seasons of the original Muppet show are yeah. coming to Disney plus, which I think is really interesting. Um, it is that they certainly probably, I would almost say say certainly it doesn't hold up very well some of the some of the humor <laughs> and some of the episodes certainly the the celebrities that they have on there I think you'll if you're like a young person you probably don't even know who half of these people mm-hmm. are um, but at the end of the day it's the Muppets and you know Kermit's and you know Gonzo and all these guys are always funny so yeah 
uh, all five seasons of the episodes are, are going to be on there, which I tried looking up like to see how you could watch the Muppets, the original Muppet show before it came to Disney plus. And I don't know how you would have done that. Like hmm. legit, like it may have been on Netflix at one point, but I don't think it has been recently. It may have been on Hulu at some point, but not recently. About a year ago, I was like, I kind of want to watch a few episodes of the old Muppet show. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. Like hmm. I, it, I, I think this is noteworthy from the, the standpoint of just like cataloging old, like valuable, you know, cinema. So yeah. um, it's interesting that they're coming to Disney plus. And then there's a new uh, movie, brand new, um, premiering on Disney Plus called Flora and Ulysses. And I didn't watch the trailer on it. It doesn't look like a movie that we're going to review on this podcast. It is um, a girl and a squirrel. You have something against <laughs> squirrels, Phil? It, the movie could, should have been just called A Girl and Her Squirrel. <laughs> that would have been a good title. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's about. All I know is that there's a girl riding a bicycle and in her, and a squirrel. In her basket, there's a squirrel riding it. So... Anyway, once again, Phil, um, <laughs> Disney, we're we're not doing too much, and we would gladly quit our jobs to come out and work for you. We yeah. have we have loads of ideas oh, for yeah. you guys. Yeah, you probably don't need our ideas, but <laughs> not if you're making Flora. I mean, a girl and her, and her squirrel. But yeah, uh, and then of course, uh, one division episode seven. But we already knew that. Yeah. So. Um, any of those jump out at you? You guys probably won't watch Muppet Show. I mean, probably not. I mean, we've both seen both Cheaper by the Dozen already. Yeah. Um, Flora and Ulysses will probably get a hard pass. Yeah, unless, it's a pass for me too. Unless we somehow don't have anything to review and we somehow review it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I might check out The Book of Life. Um, I know like Jordan really likes Coco, and so... She was interested in the Day of the Dead, and I think that movie taught her a lot about like that part of uh, Spanish culture. Yeah. So uh, I I think B- Book of Life is probably appropriate for her age. I'll have to look into it, but um, that might be one that we check out with her. Um, so and we'll watch Cheaper by the Dozen for next week. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good a good pairing with One uh, Vision episode seven, especially since it's new to the service. Yeah. Um, or coming back, we think it might have been there before. Uh, what else are you guys watching on Disney Plus? Well. I, we both have one, um, so I'll let Caitlin go first on what we finished, and then I'll talk about something else that we've watched on Disney Plus this week. Okay. Uh, we've been over, I don't even know how long it's Since taken it us, came out. but we've been watching Hannah Montana. Yeah. Just because we both liked that show growing up, and so we went back and watched all of it. So, you so finished we it. finished the whole se- the whole uh, show. Three yeah. seasons? Four. Four. Jeez. So yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty good. About 100 episodes? Or Around they, that, were they yeah. Were they 24 or 25? Yeah, I would say. So um, it's kind of got a... Well, it kind of is sad and then it gets happy at the end. But the last episode is pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Deep. Deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are, so. they, are they remaking that? I doubt Anna it. Montana? Yeah. No, I'm still waiting for the Lizzie McGuire reboot, though. I'm seeing it. When, I'm, when Disney Plus came out, that was one of the things they like advertised and still hasn't happened yet. So. Yeah. I They talked about it last summer, uh, summer of 2020. I found an article from July where they say Disney Plus confirms Hannah Montana 
uh, reboot, but without Miley Cyrus. So they're saying it's going to be a Hannah Montana, Montana reboot, but with a, a new cast. That's hmm. stupid. Who would watch that? I don't know. So uh, that's kind of what the whole show's about is her. So yeah, kind of weird to do the show without her. Oh, they're saying it. They're saying it could be a prequel. That's what? That, that's interesting. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Heard, I don't think that there's been any news. I think since they then, should so. just uh, squash that. <laughs> Sounds like a horrible idea to me. All right. Well, I've never seen the original, so yeah. But then, um, also, we've had a lot of snow days recently. Oh yeah, and where, probably more this week. It's still getting this week. Yeah. <laughs> this week. So um, we haven't been to school in a while. So literally the day after we podcasted about uh, National Treasure, the next day we watched National Treasure too. Yeah, oh, I forgot I, about that. Yeah, and yep. I, did watch I forgot. That. To, I was gonna maybe watch it too, and yep. I did not. So so we watched Book of Secrets and what's your what's your like. 60 second review on that. Like, um, is it good? Well, they keep the whole gang together. Okay. And they so, go to Mount Rushmore. So Grant loved that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> having all those characters back, cause they even had like the head of the FBI guy back. That yeah, was all the same people. And oh, so I mean, they, they threw in a couple of characters. Like you get to meet Ben's mom. Okay. And so, um, overall it's, I mean, the plot is a lot crazier. And I know one of the things that you didn't like was how much they hop around and they literally oh go, my gosh. They, they literally go to go, so many they different go to places France and England in this oh movie. Cause yeah. they have to find the desks. What are those desks called? The sister desks. Yeah. And one is in Buckingham palace. It's the queen's desk. Okay. And one is the president's desk. They literally break into the white house. And he literally... Oh, I did read that. Yeah. And he also kidnaps the president. Yeah, yeah and he I kidnaps the president that. to find out about the president's book. So then they have to go to the Library of Congress to find his book. So they literally go from D.C. Like, it's ridiculous. To London, to France. I, I don't necessarily hate the globetrotting because we talk about Indiana Jones. I, Indiana Jones globetrots all yeah. over the world. Like, that doesn't bother me. I, in Indiana Jones, you get like four or five hops. National Treasure had like nine yeah. or something like that. And it was just a little much. But, but yeah, they literally go from... Uh, DC to uh, I think his mom works at the University of Maryland. They go there. They go to London. They go to France. Yeah, because they, they find go this to like Virginia. What's and then that South language? Dakota. Is it like Incan or Mayan or yeah, something like that? And like she's the only one that can translate Read it for them. The native language and gotcha. stuff. So I mean, it's pretty crazy. And then they it, go to Mount Rushmore. Is it the same as the first movie? As far as like how you like it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'd say they're similar. Yeah. I mean... So if we ever go to Mount Rushmore again, I'm going to look for the city of gold that they find. <laughs> so we're going to be on top of Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and, I'm going to look and yeah. see if it's actually there. Yeah, so. You can't actually do that, right? Without breaking the law. I doubt it. They'd they probably gated They'd probably so like yeah. tase you or something. Yeah. <laughs> we, w- we wouldn't even make it past like the do not disturb. Sign. Unless you're Nick Cage. Yeah. If you're Nick Cage, you can do whatever you want. And I mean... We went on a tour of the White House, and but we never got into the <laughs> Oval Office like Nick Cage. I don't think they surely don't let you in there. Oh right? no, you you don't even get to go in that side of the White House. Yeah, no, the West Wing. Yeah, room. You, yeah. you you only go in this certain area. Yeah, so like yeah, no. the the closest you get to the West Wing is when you're exiting and you're coming down one side of the staircase, but uh-huh. the whole other side is where the president and his family are. I, I just recently learned about the White House. Like I've yeah. never toured it. Um, we I saw it from the outside. We walked down Pennsylvania Avenue, but um, but yeah, I've, I've never actually been inside of it. I don't know that they were doing tours when we went there, or, mm-hmm. or if they were, it was like impossible to get a, a ticket. But um, 
like I, I learned about like it has like an Olympic size swimming pool on the inside. It's like yeah. it's massive. Like I mean, like a you know, forty people could live in there. Yeah. Like it's it's I I can't believe. Like when I read about it, I was like, "This thing is incredible." I mean, but, it really is phenomenal. And but I mean, if you weren't Nick Cage, you wouldn't even get. <laughs> and like, I mean, he literally, basically, the way he kidnaps the president is the president wants to go like on a treasure hunt with him, and it's just. And like, then they get like they, they get stuck like, in like trapped. this cave, and then like the Secret Service is like trying to get to him, and they can't, and it's like. This would never happen. This would yeah. never happen. They wouldn't be letting him go <laughs> if you're off by himself. If like you're looking that. for stuff that can really happen, uh, National Treasure movies are not what you're looking no. for. No. Oh yeah, and then they steal the, or is that in the first one when they steal the Declaration of Independence? That's the first one. But I mean, what? Whole, is, but what is the map the on whole, for this one? The whole premise of the movie is there's this guy that's kind of. Uh, shed some light on that he believes that the Gates oh, family yeah. was associated with, with John Wilkes. Booth. Yeah, him assassinating uh, Lincoln. Yeah. It's his diary. I forgot that's what it was that had so the treasure map on it. Or it's John, John Wilkes Booth's Okay, so diary. they're basically trying to clear their family name. Okay, gotcha. Is, I'm assuming there is a treasure at the end. That, yes. is it, that, yeah, it's Mount the Rushmore. city of gold inside okay. of Mount Rushmore. Yes, of course. Yeah, I will probably watch it at some point. I I liked the first National Treasure movie more than I thought yeah. I would. So. I mean, it's entertaining at best. Yeah. I mean, it'll give you. I mean, it's about two hours, and I mean, it's two hours of entertainment for sure. Yeah, I felt like the first movie was too long, but I, I did really enjoy the action and the tension in yeah. that movie. Was really good. Um, the soundtrack was amazing. So yeah, I'll probably watch the second one at some point. Oh, and him and Abigail are separate, but then they. Get back together at the end. Of course. They got, they got to come back together. Uh, the only thing I've been watching besides, you know, stuff that we've talked about on this show is um, I met, I mentioned it last week, but I actually pull, pulled the trigger. I got back into Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. So uh, I watched five episodes this week, um, which isn't a lot. Honestly, they're they're only like 25 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about all, all the time I had to, to do anything this week. But um, that show is so good. It's so good, man. Like, I... The, the characters are really growing on me into the second season. I'm, I'm, I'm the first five episodes in season two now. And um, I think I, I made a conclusion after watching those episodes. I, I do prefer the more um, like uh, seamless or, uh, connection to all the episodes. So like the Clone Wars, if you've ever seen those, are like, like episode one has nothing to do with episode two and episode two has nothing to do with episode three. They're all just like little, it's more chronicles of a war type of thing. You're you're jumping from planet to planet every episode. This one is like, you're following one group of dudes through their adventures. And so in that way, it's much more like the Mandalorian. And so even though you don't get to see as many like races or like learn about like the star Wars universe as much, cause you're really just following like six people. Yeah. Um, the, the entire series. Um, those people are really interesting. The storytelling is so good. The writing is really good and they're bringing in. Uh, so I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. I guess it kind of is, but I mean, probably most people have seen it by now, but uh, like Rex is a big character from Captain Rex from the Clone Wars comes back as like a two episode cameo. uh, They bring him back in. I don't know if he's going to persist throughout the rest of the series or not, but um, like, it's cool to like see like, um, like when we were watching the new, 
the the latest trilogy of Star Wars movies. It's like seeing Han, Han Solo as you know old Harrison Ford playing on Han Solo again. It's yep. like it makes you feel good inside. You're like, yes, I love this guy. And and then they kill him off. Yeah, exactly. And they they did that with Rex. They didn't kill him off, but they they did um you know bring him back. And he's super old now because you know we haven't seen him in 20 years or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and Ahsoka is always is always good. Ahsoka yeah. Tano. So, uh, yeah, really enjoying that. I'm I'm definitely going to, um see this all the way through. I want to watch the rest of the episodes. I'd like to finish it before getting back into the, uh, live action star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, it really seems like they're, they're going to be tying into rebels quite a bit, uh, going forward. So I haven't even got to Thrawn. like the, all the, all the big, like, you know, theories and stuff are where Mandalorian is going with, with general Thrawn. I think I've already mentioned Thrawn on the show. Uh, we know he's coming at some point. Um, that's what was set up in rebels. I haven't even got to that yet. So got a ways to go. Yeah. Um, Caitlin, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. Today. It was fun. Yeah. You would have had more to say if we, if we had full house to reference. Oh uh, yeah. That well, was disappointing. We'll but think about I guess bringing I'll you back. Him. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get your, your people with our people and see what we can work out. Okay. Since, I mean, it's not like we record in your kitchen. <laughs> hey, you pulled the curtain back a little too far there. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> we do, we do record in a in a dining room, basically. Um, so uh, next week, uh, you already know what we're going to be uh, watching and reviewing: WandaVision episode seven and Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about on the podcast, or let us know what your own review is of something that you've watched on Disney Plus recently. Uh, you can send an email to us, send an audio file through that email if you want. Disney Plus Reviews, that's P-L-U-S, all st- spelled out, Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com is how you do that. And we'd love to hear from you. We love hearing from our listeners and reading their thoughts on the show. So please do that. Uh, we will see you next week uh, for some more WandaVision. I cannot wait. And yeah. some cheaper by the dozen. See you then.